Good morning, motivators. Today is friggin' 26th, 26th of November 2018, coming off the ample Thanksgiving holiday. Man, squeezed in a lot of good times. Went to the friggin' movies, saw the mysterious creatures or whatever, fantastical creatures too. Got a, a phony tree for the first year. Tired of those needles and all the extra care and the needles. Fucking thing drying out. Got to dispose of it, burn it. I love the smell of uh, pine needles, of course. I love all natural things. I, I don't love that poor trees are raised just to die. I like to see them grow a little bit more than six or seven feet, but at least they're replaced. At least the deer like to go invade those Christmas tree farms and destroy, you know, get fat bellies. Of course, so, so we can go kill them. Uh, what are you going to do, man? It's a circle of friggin' life. Circle of life is a Christmas tree, is a Thanksgiving, is a holiday, is the timing of our lives where Inevitably, here we are on a Monday, at the doorstep of Monday, beautiful weekend with relaxation and excitement and a wonderful Thanksgiving togetherness, food always meets the expectation, family, all of that, and here we are again. So what do we do with a Monday? What do we do with a little problem like Monday? A little problem like Maria? Well, as I just told my kids, and it's a... Uh, you know, on the way back from the Eagles game last night. Friggin' traffic for an hour and a half, two hours. But the Eagles won. As things get grew more serious and we approached our home got closer to home and thought about all the things that we needed to do for the coming week. The mindset, the challenge is to go after it, to get up, to be prepared, to execute the mission, to be positive, OB positive. And to meet the challenges of the day which are going to be in the form of school and work and phone calls coming in and business and studying and lessons. The lessons of life. Whether you're sitting in a classroom listening to the instructor, trying to take in little chunks of knowledge... or you're at work waiting for the first patient of the day or the first class to fill, in my wife's case, she's a teacher, or the first widget to make, you're getting up to make that friggin' widget and to do your best and to perform so that you'll come to the end of that day. And what feels better... Then a you know challenge is met, 
and mission accomplished at the end of a long, hard day. I mean, you want a day where you kind of didn't have anything going on. It was a perfect sunny day with no challenges, just easy. I mean, we appreciate those every now and then, but don't you appreciate more that this is hard. It's hard to go back to work after a four-day week weekend, rather. You're thinking about all the challenges that need to be met and all the things that you need to do. And you're thinking about the week. There's one or two choices you can make. You can friggin' step up or you can get stepped on. So let's net not let Monday step on us, my friends. Let's be determined today to go after it. Whether it's your commute into work or whatever task that you have set before you in your cubicle. I mean, you can freeze and you can you can uh, hang your head. You can stress. But remember that that stress can make a diamond. Redirect those forces that come at you. Any challenges that come your way. Either glance them off. Don't let them take you off your game. Or absorb them. You know, sometimes they were talking about football, right? Everybody watched those Eagles play yesterday. They didn't play, you know, they didn't play their best game, but they won. And at this point in the season, that's all that matters because they've gotten their asses clobbered a few times, the Super Bowl champions. And that happens, even to Super Bowl champions. I know I keep coming back to these football analogies. And we've had our share of that with my son playing Pop Warner. You know, we've, we've watched some games. We've, Sam has played in games. And sometimes you have great games and you make all the tackles and you look, you know, you hang that friggin' gold chain around your neck because you get your turnover chain or whatever and you're honored in the center of all your teammates and they wish that they were you and other times you miss a tackle or you miss a play or you don't know what's going on not every not every friggin drive is going to be a touchdown drive right, the Eagles can tell us that and the Eagles get paid millions of dollars and are adored by fans. Typically, whether they win or, lo- or lose. You know, an interesting observation yesterday at the Eagles game. We were on the Giants' side, because Sam has always liked Odell Beckham. So you see him. Odell, is he's walking around. He sticks out like a sore thumb, especially when he loses, right? He's an awesome player. No one can deny that. But Odell is running around, standing up on the on the bench, turning his attention to the Eagles fans and um, making all these different, you know, miming these different things. Like he takes his nails and digs them underneath his skin. Like, yeah, I really get under your skin. I'm gonna get under your skin. You know, and he's a showman. He he got a couple great catches and he missed a couple. Even Odell. And he's being outshined right now on that team by one Saquon Barkley, who is just all but unstoppable. I mean, he's 
about as wide as he is tall. He's a powerful guy. He's fast. He's quick. He's agile. And so here we are on, on that maybe the 30-yard line, our seats, really, really good seats. I go up to take a leak as at the top of the stairs as I enter the corridor or try to try to exit the, the stadium to go to the bathroom. In that hallway there, there's like, oh, yeah, it's just Tim, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's right there. There's this big, like, block, blockage. I'm like, what the hell's going on? You know, i got to get by. So it was apparently Ryan Howard. I believe he was uh, a Phillies pitcher once upon a time. So Ryan Howard is attending the game, and he's sitting up towards the top, and security is coming through. Hey, it's coming through, security, coming through. And people were just, like, wide-eyed about this guy, which, as they should be, he's a tremendous player. Ryan Howard. And Ryan Howard's up there probably wishing that he was a civilian because he's getting bombarded by these fans that, you know, remember him so and idolize him and all that shit. So. So are we going to be a wide-eyed fan, deer in the headlights, are we going to be friggin' Ryan Howard? Are we going to be a Saquon Barkley? Are we going to be a an Odell Beckham Jr.? Let's be the latter. Okay? Let's step out of the stands today and actually perform. We have to. Our success in life depends in part on our performing, on our playing the game. So let's play the fucking game. You know, one other observation is that in a mob of fans, and I always go back to kind of the, a version of the Colosseum, the Roman Colosseum, where there's, there's gladiators on the field in combat, and in the stands all around the Colosseum, you've got these fans jeering for their favorite gladiators. And as soon as those gladiators, when they're winning, they love them, they idolize them, they worship them. But as soon as they lose, let's say they get sliced with a, a sword, a saber, a dagger, an arrow, they're ready for the next guy. How crazy is that? And amid those jeering fans, there's always a handful that <laughs> they'll say something. There's these guys yesterday couple little worms. They were young, young men, always. Uh, There's one guy that was clad in Giants attire. He's got his face painted, his face, his face painted red and blue, and he's got a towel that he's twirling, and he's very drunk, and his face is sweating through the face paint, and he's, keeps saying, scoreboard, scoreboard. Well, you know, the game wasn't over, and just so happens that the Eagles kicked that winning field goal and scoreboard, buddy, right? So sometimes we all get carried away in his defense. You know, you get super fan syndrome where you want your team to win so bad that you're willing to compromise all ethics in order to achieve that. You know, sometimes. And then 
there was another guy, a few guys who were like, there was a, there was a kicker warming up on the sidelines, Rojas, and he seemed like a pretty good kicker. Then there was also um, the snapper, the long snapper, was on the field constantly warming up. Huge guy, just freaking huge, right? And these little worms were within the crowd, and they would say things like, "Hey." I can't believe you went to Brown. Go to a better school. That school sucks. And they'd say, Aldrich Rojas. Aldrich Rojas. You're not going to get an opportunity to kick a field goal. The game's over. Like really taunting these guys. And I thought, well, you know, they're players of the game. They've seen this before. They can work under pressure. But don't be a freaking worm jeering hiding within a crowd of tens of thousands. You know? Stand up today and work. Work with others to accomplish the mission. Whatever your mission is today, whether you're a student sitting in a friggin' classroom, study your friggin' best. If you're a football player on the field, do your absolute friggin' best. You know? And even then you might come up short. Ask friggin' Ben Roethlisberger, who threw a couple interceptions yesterday. One right in the end zone, and he was six foot away from him. Last week and the week before, Ben had an incredible friggin' game. You know, people have, sp- have said for, for seasons now, ah, I think Ben's days are over. I think he's going to toss in the towel, his terrible towel. He didn't. He's still back. He's still playing. And that's what we have to do. But whether you're a chiropractor or a patient or making widgets, make those fucking widgets. Make them the best you possibly can. Even if you hate your job, make those damn widgets because it's Monday, because it's hard, because it's something that you need to do. Just do something original instead of complaining about your job. Instead of wishing that you were doing something else, just for today, just for Monday, do your best in what it is you're charged to do. Minute to minute, hour to hour, second to second, start to fucking finish. Why don't we just do our best today? Whether you're picking your kid up from school or before or after care, or loving your family. Or interacting with people. Or making phone calls. Or running a friggin' car wash. Wash those damn cars. Buddy. Dry those damn cars. Clean that interior the best you fucking can. Or whether you're working at CVS. Smile to all the freaks that are going to be coming in. You know they will. In the pile in there. Buy Ferrero share candies and gum and... Virginia Slim's hard pack, or whether you're working at a bank and nobody comes in the bank anymore because everybody's doing e-banking. Just fucking smile, man. Be happy. If you don't like your job, well, then maybe you find another bank to work at. Maybe you go work on a road crew. They say the economy is the best it's ever been. Get retrained. Whether you're a police officer, 
and you have to enforce the law. And sometimes it's hard and stressful. Or whether you're a landscaper and the end of the season is coming and there's very few lawns to mow and you drive around with your fucking big-ass truck guzzling gas and you just hope and pray that there's some snow for you to shovel or something that you can do to prepare for next season. Or whether you work in Flagger Force and people hate you because you're standing in their way. Because you're impeding their traffic. You're out there putting up cones and talking on your little walkie-talkie. Smile at everybody. Do something original. Smile and wave. Let's all be thankful today, regardless of what comes at us. That's my challenge. I'm telling you guys this. Whether you're a butcher, baker, candlestick, fucking maker. Whether you work in a friggin' peep show booth, squeegee in the damn window. Do your absolute best today. I'm going to do my absolute best today. I'm going to keep a positive mental attitude. It's Monday. It's the beginning of something. I'm thankful for another beginning. I'm thankful for my family, my friends, my students, my patients, the mailman, every fucking buddy who comes into my life today. I'm thankful coming off of our Thanksgiving weekend. I'm appreciative. And let's friggin' Let's see. We'll do a podcast follow-up at the end of the day. And we will see what the outcome was. Did we meet this challenge? Did we make this drive into a freaking touchdown? <clears throat> What's going on, motos? Friggin' shaping up to be a beautiful Tuesday. November 30, 2018. Listen, I told you I was going to follow up from yesterday's podcast, which the title of which was Every Second, Every Minute, Every Hour of the Day on that freaking shit Monday, right? What could have been a shit Monday? I was going to make the best of those moments. Freaking pouring down rain. It was nasty. Coming off a four-day weekend. It's tough. It's tough to freaking do that. To function. And to... Particularly if you're in a job... Like mine. Where if you don't feel it, it don't matter, man. Your job is to make other people feel good. And so... That's my mission. To take your pain away, to make you feel comfortable at home. Maybe prompt some laughter, amusement. So I'm kind of on a stage, so I don't have an option of having a down day. And I prefer not to have an option of of having a down day anyway. Yeah, sometimes I don't feel it. But let's be real honest. If every Monday I came in like a sack of shit wouldn't have patients coming in the door or lying on me for my my efforts because nobody wants to be around a fucking mope okay so let's not mope around uh, in back brief I was successful okay there were some tough moments some tense moments yesterday as there will be today but I took some deep breaths I made a game out of it did my absolute best to come home with a win 
regardless of those obstacles. And that's the idea. So hopefully you had similar success. Here's the sun shining right over the crest of this hill. God, that feels so good. Particularly as the days become colder and darker this winter. The topic of discussion this morning is the goat. As in the greatest of all time. Which when you say that and you're talking in sports circles, you're talking about the argument... Michael Jordan versus LeBron James, right? You're talking about Tom Brady in football. How about soccer? Uh, I forget the guy's name, but I have him pictured right now. David Beckham is probably the most famous soccer player. but the best soccer player won all those World Cups and all that shit. Yeah, Babe Ruth might have been the greatest of all time in baseball or whoever. Whoever, I don't know. I don't know sports stats so much, but I'm pretty damn sure that Tom Brady is the undisputed best quarterback of all time based upon the numbers, right? And so... One more Super Bowls, more yards, all that shit than anybody thus far. Now there's some great gifted athletes coming up. Maybe somebody will beat him. But Tom Brady's been playing the quarterback position for 20 years in the NFL. How crazy is that, right? So he's referred to as the GOAT. Greatest of all time. Well, my son... Samuel Oberst is a great football player himself. Plays with the Southern Braves in the safety and cornerback positions. And every once in a while, they involve him in an offensive play. At first, you know, of course, he wants to run or catch the ball. He's got good hands. He's got good speed. I think some of the best on on the team. But he was kind of a new guy. He's been doing this for a couple years. There are other guys who have been doing this and who are better, frankly been doing it for three, four, five years. Sam wants to get cleats for next season. The addition of cleat that he wants, of course, all these athletes have um, their own line, right? Or the best of them have. Odell Beckham's got a cleat, and uh, Juju Smith-Schuster's got a cleat, and probably they sign and design the, the shoes based upon them, all that stuff, right? Well... I don't know if this particular cleat that Sam wants for Christmas is based upon a player. Most likely it is, and I'm overlooking something. But his cleat is called the goat. It's a white cleat. It's going to get filthy, freaking dirty, nasty. And it's covered with these little, these little miniature golden goats. So... I had another friend whose son selected a gold, entirely gold cleat for this past season. So he's the only kid on the on the field that I could see that had kind of an eccentric design to his cleat. 
And he said, listen, son, if you want to be, you know, you, you want to have that attitude that you're the best, you better go out there and dominate. And the kid did very well. I don't know if he's the GOAT or if anybody's the damn GOAT. If Tom Brady, you asked him if he was the GOAT, what would he say? I think he'd probably bring out some numbers and say, well, you know, I've been doing this for a long time in terms of how long I've been doing it, how successful I've been. I've done pretty well. I wouldn't say I'd be the greatest of all time because time is not stopped, right? Somebody's going to meet or exceed Tom Brady's efforts at some point in time. And Tom would probably be happy to see that because he's done a lot of good shit. But Sam Oberst, who is 11 years old and plays on the Pop Warner squad, he, in my view, has no, is in no position to claim that he is the GOAT or to wear a shoe that has a GOAT on it. If it said something clearly, like in freaking bold, underlined, italicized letters that said, quest to be the GOAT, the quest for the GOAT, that might change the context. Because it suggests hard work, maximum effort, and dedication. You don't declare, I'm the GOAT, I'm the best. It's like something out of a WWF skit. I'm the man, I'm the best, I'm number one, nobody can beat me. We've all seen this before. Regardless of the sport, regardless of the, the activity in life, whatever we're looking at, Somebody has claimed that they are the best and they're not the fucking best. And I think the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl champion uh, Philadelphia Eagles, if you rec- if you recollect, they won that Super Bowl because, in part, they harnessed the power of the underdog. In other words, nobody thinks we can do it. We're going to show them anyway. Because we're going to bring, come together as a team and do all these things. Every man's going to do his part. We're going to work together. And look at what we got. And they won the Super Bowl. And it was against the odds. Something has obviously changed this year. Maybe it's because they hit the apex of their talent they lost a few people, they had injuries, but there, there's definitely also a mentality, the Super Bowl hangover, they call it, where you are the best, you're number one, the toast of the town, everybody knows your name and your game-winning play is, or the, that you were on that field, you know, will be recorded for history and will remember and they'll show video reels of the Philly special and all this crap. And so that's your moment in time where you made friggin' football and American history. It don't mean you're the GOAT. And so I'm trying to impress upon my son that he needs to, uh, before he can be a GOAT, he needs to be a mule pack a friggin' ton of weight on his back and start walking around with responsibilities and hard work and teamwork 
be the best virtue uh, by be the best by demonstrating that you're going to do your best every day. Kind of like they called uh, his name. They call him Charlie Hustle, or whatever the guy who got friggin' bent over for the sports betting while he was playing on a team. But his thing was he would friggin' whether he let's say he hits a home run, he wouldn't just kind of dance around the bases. He would still sprint around the bases. That was something that he did that was kind of a unique thing to show that yeah. I'm still, even though I hit it out of the park, I'm still going to run. That is what we need to cultivate in our youth and in our society, in my opinion. And if we are successful in doing that, then we can call ourselves the GOAT, maybe. But I just, I'm just, it goes against the grain, everything that I've ever been taught or done in my life been a lot of times when I have struggled and I think back I'm like man I remember I remember that person told me you know you suck or you know you're never going to do this or whatever and I think about that and now looking back at some of the things that I've accomplished whether it be getting my graduate degree or setting up in my own practice raising a family, whatever. There are times, there are, there are periods, moments throughout history, my history, where these things were in doubt. Am I ever going to meet this rite of passage? You know, am I ever going to find love? Am I ever going to have my own home? Am I ever going to be able to travel, travel the world while I ever retire? There's still some unknowns, you know? But every day, it's a grind. You know, I was listening to that, and I'm going to continue listening to that audio clip, audio uh, book by Alan Watts. And he says a couple times, and I'll capture it specifically going forward, but he says... That, you know, there's a lot of times where he's stressed about things and felt like I really, really need to get this done. But then there were times where he just said, you know, I'm not going to do anything about this. I'm not going to take any action. And he used the analogy of the emails come in or the letters come in, the mail comes in. And you look at it and you stress out and you get worried about it. A phone call comes in and you have to respond to it and you're anxious about it because it's important. And then, let's say you just let it, you don't worry about it, you don't even prepare. And then everything goes right and falls into place. Now, I don't know how often that happens. I wish that I could be just like, you know, like a feather in the wind or a leaf on the wind or uh, water babbling down some brook. He talked about that too, about how you want to really put things in perspective go to like the local creek or the river or whatever and look at the rocks that the water is flowing over just in a local creek 
something that you're probably passing over right now and you're commuting to work or is at a nearby park. You could stop and squat down by the the creek and look at that babbling brook just kind of go by and think about the water and how this has been happening. Water's been flowing like that for millions of years, tens of hundreds of millions of years, arguably, on planet Earth. And it's going to continue to do that long after you and your troubles and all of us are gone. And so that does put things in perspective. That does relax me a little bit. That sometimes things don't need your immediate attention. But we get in this mode. The other, the other mode is like, and I guess kind of what I'm ex- um, anticipating is going to be necessary for my son to become the goat. Hard fucking work, preparation, a grind, you know, that at times is going to be taxing, and you're going to be looking in your peripheral vision to see, is there anybody up here with me, because, you know, uh, I passed the pack, I've broken away from the pack, no defenders are on my tail, can I slow down a little bit now, right, there's going to be times where in your mind, you know, you are your competition, which is always always the case, if you have any kind of work ethic or goals in mind or whatever. Ah, I got ahead. I made it. Now, can I relax now? Can I stop and take a breather? Now, I've often felt like that in my life. Here's an example. I busted my ass, get out of the Marines. I had what I feel, what I remember was a pretty good career going on. I was a sergeant in under four years. I could have gone, done some pretty cool stuff, went to some different schools, stayed in the military, retired after 20, which was my goal, right? I decided that I wanted to get out and get my education. That was the hard thing to do. Even though a life as a career Marine would be very challenging, and obviously would change the entire landscape of my life right now. I wouldn't be married with the same woman. I would not have two wonderful children, the dogs, a business, be a chiropractor, you know, I I wouldn't. So everything happened, I guess, the way it was supposed to happen. But I freaking get out of the core. I go to the community college, people said, Ah, you fucking going to community college. What are you going to OCC for? Ocean County Community College. It was the place where kids who didn't know what the hell they wanted to do with their life went and, you know, drank and smoked weed and dicked around. While the more serious kids had went to a better school and knew what they wanted to do with their lives or were off in the military or work world or whatever. Remember I had one buddy who was always, you know, he grew up, his family had a pizzeria, so he would work on the boardwalk slinging pizzerias all night and everybody's like, oh, there's Frank again. Well, Frank, he had some advantages because that was what he was going to do or part of what he was going to do. But Frank freaking owned that pizzeria and then he owned another one. And then he started another business. He had that entrepreneurial spirit 
worked within it. Frank, as far as I know, is a millionaire, and he's got crazy houses in multiple states, and <clears throat> cars, and women, and the whole nine yards. That was just an interesting tangent. True story. Um, but the rest of us were like, what the fuck? So I went to OCC. Yeah, I started from the ground up. I sucked, particularly in math. It was a weakness for me. So I, I said, I'm going to start the basics. I did like plus addition and subtraction. And then all the way up to calculus, right? <clears throat> Over years, a couple years, two, three years, got my prerequisites, went to chiropractic college. When I graduated from OCC, fuck it, I was on a mission. I didn't have time to get dressed up in my gown and walk across the stage, even though it might have made my parents happy and people that I loved to see me get that associate's degree. I was on a mission for a bigger degree. So I went to NYCC and New York Chiropractic College. Got my professional degree. Now I got a doctorate and I got a bachelor's along with that. Did I stay, stick around and graduate? No. I freaking started work in my first job like that week. So I was resting up preparing for that. So, I oftentimes don't give myself a pat on the back, don't stop, pause to give myself a pat on the back, or declare myself victorious, certainly not to say that I would be the greatest of all time, but there's also a happy medium, you can be proud of your, of your accomplishments and savor in the moment, I think that that's important, because after all, this was what we were looking for. And so, especially with the game of football, back to my son, what would the cleats say? What would it be okay for him to wear on a cleat, a slogan? Maybe something like the grind or dedication. The goat, quest for the goat. And there could be a little goat in the front with frickin' horns, I don't care, right all over the toe. Quest for the goat. The quest for the best. At least then you can say, I want to let everybody know that this is what I'm going to do. This is my goal. I want to be the best. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to be the best. People are going to cut you up about that anyway. That just that you want to be the best it suggests that maybe you're capable of becoming the best. Which they're going to, because they're your competition, they're going to slap that down every chance they get. They're not going to let you think that you could or believe that you could ever be better than them, let alone be the best, right? <clears throat> This is the sort of philosophy I'm talking about. The story about Arnold Schwarzenegger. I remember growing up, my father lift weights, so we got all these big encyclopedias. Encyclopedias of bodybuilding. The Arnold Schwarzenegger Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding. Great book, man. I leafed through that. I knew every exercise in it, what the muscle worked, what the antagonistic muscle worked, and I knew his story. He told a story about, Arnold says... When I came to America, I had a tremendous upper body, huge arms, chest, back, 
these things came natural to him. But in the early images where he was doing bodybuilding shoots, he would always, they were always, the, the pictures were always taken from the waist up. You know? They were taken with him in the water or, you know, on the ground with him, you know, performing a double biceps or in some way so, so as to conceal his lower body. And so Arnold started, you know, working on himself psychologically. He said, I am going to wear shorts everywhere I go. I'm going to show everyone, look at my freaking big ass upper body, dominant upper body physique. And then now look at my tiny little legs. And I'm going to show my weakest body part rather than concealing it and hiding it not from everybody else only, but also from myself, from my eyes, from my acknowledgement. So he took that step said, I'm going to freaking wear shorts everywhere I go. And he started working on his calves and his legs and he, he made his weakest body part his best body part or um, Olympic, an Olympic body part, Olympic caliber quadricep, hamstring, calves, um, because he really put the effort to build his lower body. And so that's the sort of philosophy I'd like to see come out of my son, society, and it's, it's the version that I espouse, and it's the method that I'm going to go after the day with. In exactly one half hour, I will be sitting in front of 60 impressionable anatomy students who are covering the endocrine system. And I want to kick this freaking content. I want to kick it in the asshole. All right? I want to amuse these students. I want to get them riled up for their exam, which is one week from this Thursday, 6th of December. And I want them to go off and do great things with their studies and their degree program. And then I want to go home and I want to sit on the couch with my kids and my dogs and my wife and have a nice meal and have a nice, easy evening. You know? How nice would that be? So that's the mission. I hope you got a, a great mission to be on today. You want a, the quest to be the best? You want to be the GOAT? Man, you got a lot of friggin' hard work before you can say, without a doubt, I guess I'm the best. And then that might be your darkest day. Because when you reach the top of that fucking mountain... You can stay up there for a little bit, but people are going to be coming at you. The forces of competition, the forces of the world is going to come, and it's going to erode you off of the top of that mountain. That summit is under constant barrage from the elements, wind, rain, snow, salt, crack in the rocks, landslide falls down the sun I mean the forces of mother nature you think we think oh yeah look at that summit it's so grand it's so powerful that summit is under such a barrage of all the forces bearing down on it and you'll be on that summit so if you want to stand there for a couple seconds and savor bask in the sun on the summit and be the goat I wish you luck on your journey.
don't expect to be up there for too long. I don't think it's good for you or anybody else. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the hard work. Kick ass and take names today. Need a little triple friggin' this morning. To get going. Listen, it's friggin' Wednesday. Alright, it's the 27th or the 28th of friggin' November. 32 degrees outside, but we got a nice brilliant sun, which is nice. Totally friggin' awesome. Listen, yesterday, I'm on campus. I, I was teaching yesterday, right? Love to friggin' teach, love my AIM peers. Coming to the end of a, of a semester. Stressful for them. Rewarding as well. I tried to tell them when I see them in class, their long faces. It's actually kind of comforting in a degree, to a degree, and I will tell you why. Because we all have long fucking faces. We all have challenges throughout the day. We all tend to be tired and stressed. They've got exams, we've got work, we've got families, we've got bills to pay, we've got traffic, you know. And so they're all sitting, particularly in my lab, the uh, 1.30 lab, holy shit. They're a bunch of mopes, man. I love them like brothers and sisters, but let me tell you, they're, they're, it's evident that they are worn out towards the end of the semester. And they start sniffling and sneezing, and you can tell that they're starting to um, feel a little bit under the weather. That this is, There's something called psychoneuroimmunology, which is at work in all of us right now we need to be aware of it I am keenly aware of it in myself because I've been a little bit whacked out lately but I'm fighting alright psycho neuroimmunology how your mind how your thought processes affect your nervous system and in turn how your nervous system has an influence over your immune system Take this to mean that if you're stressed out chronically, your nervous system is going to be frazzled and you are going to be friggin', you're going to get sick. Your defenses can drop down. So it's important that we get up and smell the fucking roses every morning. See that sunshine starting up a brand new day. Hey, you want to hear some of my singing? Whistling while we work at Healthy Balance Chiropractic? Call up my freaking voice, uh, my, my front desk right now at 215-855-6154. Got a little season, season's greeting there. Get it? Get it? little season's greeting. And that's the fucking tone for the day, man. Because this morning, start to finish, we got friggin' patience until about 1 p.m. After which taking a fucking break, and we're coming back at it in the p.m., and that's probably going to fill up, too, so we go after it, we gotta, you wake up in the morning, you smell the fucking roses, or you smell that pungent, sulfuric, disgusting fart for what it is, let it tease your olfaction, let that fart permeate 
into your mind and settle it in. This is what I got to fucking deal with and I'm going to deal it. I'm going to turn that fart into a goddamn rose. I'm going to turn that gloomy, freaking overcast day into a sunshiny day because we're starting up a brand new day. It's a fucking privilege to do it. Back to my students there. It's comforting to me when they're a little sad sacks because they remind me of me because forever I was a student. From the ground up, studied, succeeded, failed, graduated ultimately, dealt with my scholastic demons, negotiated the process, and here I've got multiple degrees and I made it through. Guess what? You can make it through. Young lady, young gentleman, impressionable 18 or early 20-something, you can, you can make it through the day. You can make it to the next exam. And I tell them, you guys you know, you're looking too good. Is there a way that I can help you? Can I can take the pain away? And I did so by preparing them for next week's final exam. So that's what we're going to do. That's a philosophy we're going to espouse. Trying to help people dig out. You see somebody working on a project, see somebody carrying their fucking groceries into the house. Go help that fucking motherfucker. You know? You see somebody raking leaves or stacking wood in a pile. Go over there and lend a hand. Pile up wood. Pile up a cord of wood. Make a friend in the process. You see somebody in pain, which is my mission today. Got people that are in pain, people that need help. Any problems that I have are going to be represented by them, overshadowed by their problems that I'm going to help solve. And when I solve their problems, I'll be solving my own as well, to a degree. Because it feels good to help people. It feels good to make other people feel good. And you ain't got to be a doctor to do this shit. Like I said, head out and about today. Instead of <clears throat> acting like a mirror, placing a mirror up to uh, the misery of the world when people scowl at you and they're pissed off in traffic and the school bus comes and the lights freaking shine up and it takes 20 minutes. Look at this butt lick is going to pass me. Better not. Never pass a school bus, I'll tell you that right now. I knew a guy back in the day, talking the 80s now, he passed a school bus and he fucking like lost his license. He had to do all kinds of crazy remediation. He was a young guy himself, but that was a big mistake. Learned a hard lesson that day. I also knew somebody who mooned a school bus. Penalties weren't as harsh, but still, they were penal- penalties. There was a price to pay. So, let's show the world our best side today. We have an opportunity to do it. You start being a little bit miserable or depressed or you got a problem. 
show the world your best side because you can most certainly show it your worst. You know, that's the path of least resistance. But what is hard is going after it, going after the world in a positive way, in a from a unique perspective, looking, or maybe for you, okay? Instead of frowning, smile. It takes less muscles to smile than it does to frown. So don't go through all that effort, you know? It's hard, harder to reach out and help somebody when, you, when you're in a rush and you got a schedule to keep, right? Do it. Think you'll feel better. Think I'll feel better. Finally, yesterday I was when I was walking into class, I look out on this campus that I refer to as Hogwarts because you know, it's very small, very tight-knit, very well-wooded, nice trails and stuff. The kids probably don't even make use of any of this, the, the amenities of the campus in terms of its um, wilderness component, but they've got some nice trails and some nice wooded areas that we used to train and do boot camp in and around. And, wow, man, I was walking into campus, walking into the class, and a leaf came fluttering from a tree, and it came on a nice gust of wind. Just as I turned, I saw this leaf coming, and I reached up, and I grabbed it, and you know how the leaves will often evade you. You know, they just follow their natural flow and try to catch a leaf. Good luck with that, you know. Well, I reached out my left hand and I caught this sucker and I carried it in my pocket. I believe I have it in my center console now. Just a little token. I smelled it. Smelled this crispy, earthy leaf. If you never smelled a leaf recently, I suggest you do it. Because it's distinctly earthy. And the crunch, it adds a component to it. You can almost smell the crunch. You can certainly hear it and feel it. But I'm thinking about this leaf, this notion that I was listening to this philosopher talk about to be a leaf on the wind. You know, wouldn't it be wonderful just to be a leaf on the wind and let the world carry us where it where it might? Just to kind of go literally go with the flow. To be light and carefree, a leaf on the wind. Well, that's not the world that we live in. But for a moment, for a time, we can escape. And we can look around and see the world, see the friggin' leaves fluttering and the birds flying and the, the green turning to gray and brown in this fall and winter, ultimately. We can see the metamorphosis, the transformation with the seasons and how the earth kind of breathes, you know? The breeze through these leaves and nature and all these things that are out there, the other inhabitants of this world that we drive by. And right now, in this old abandoned house that I'm passing, historic home, there's probably some owl up in the frickin' rafters looking down at me and little mice and rodents and deer running around scampering around the grounds in this in this field 
and this red or green light that I'm passing, it is green, um, it's probably got some creatures hanging out, some bugs or birds living in the friggin' light, just watching the world pass it by. And I'll look out and I see a creek undulating under the road and just the water just flowing, flowing over rocks. It's here, it's gone, it passes down the way, just goes with the flow. And so, even though we are tethered to this, you know, the mundane, this often uh, stressful world, the routine of our lives, sometimes, at least a few minutes a day, whether it's meditation or exercise or a nice walk, I think that we should try to go with the flow, try to be like that leaf on the wind. Let's be fucking leaps on the wind today, my friends. I wish you peace, I wish you happiness, I wish you a good battle today. Do what is hard. Do what is right. Take care of one another. Huh! Huh!